Thank you for joining the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Welcome. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7 USA. Sat7 is a Middle East and North Africa multi-platform broadcast media ministry, making the gospel available to everyone in the Middle East, North Africa, including the Holy Land. You can learn more by visiting sat7usa.org. That's S-A-T, the number seven, USA.org. This week, our guest on this podcast is Pastor Hannah Massad. Pastor Hannah was born and raised in Gaza and the first from Gaza to pastor Gaza Baptist Church. He's also the founder and president of the Christian Mission to Gaza. So, Hannah, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you, brother. It's great to be with you. You know, you bring a really unique perspective because you were born and raised in Gaza, and then you pastored Gaza Baptist Church, and you do ministry there. So it's great. I was looking on your website. Of course, you're the founder, president of Mission to Gaza. That's one of very few Christian organizations working in Gaza. I was reading that Gaza Baptist Church provides the only public library in Gaza, and 45% of the population, which is 2.2 million, 14% are children under the age of 14. And Gaza Strip is about the size of Las Vegas, but with 3,000 people packed into every square mile. So it's really great to have you on the Unconventional Ministry podcast to bring your unique perspective. Thank you, Dennis. It's great to be here. That's uh, really a great blessing uh, to minister in Gaza and to pastor Gaza Baptist for 12 years. Um, you know, same uh, church where I got saved as a young uh, man and then uh, to be called uh, in 1987 to be the first local pastor uh, for Gaza Baptist. And uh, it's a great blessing to continue to go to Gaza and to minister in that region. You know, we first met because I was representing our ministry at John Brown University. And uh, the president, Dr. Balser, had mentioned that they had had somebody from Israel present that side. And I mentioned that then they only heard half of the story. And so he said, I could have my day at John Brown if I could find a speaker. So I asked different church leaders. Several names were mentioned. Your name was one. And I sent you an email and you responded right away. And so you and I had our day at John Brown University. And what stands out to me is the, the auditorium was packed. There was no nowhere to move, uh, aisles, the balcony, and uh, you presented. And what stands out, you present in such a humble, gracious way. And that's probably why you had a standing ovation. I think you remember the standing ovation at the end that went on for like 10 minutes. But uh, that's how you and I first met, and uh, we've been friends ever since. Well, that's, uh, thank you, Dan. It's really great, a blessing and a great opportunity to share, um, you know, the other side of the coin and to help my brothers and sisters uh, in the West to see the whole uh, picture. And, uh, you know, when you have encounter with the Lord Jesus, uh, the Lord put love in your heart, not only for your people, but also for the Jewish people. And the challenge I also would uh, share with my brothers and sisters here, you know, all uh, as believers, we love everyone. We love the Jewish people. But my prayer also hope you have a place in your heart, love for the Palestinian, um, because all of us are created in the image of God and all uh, the price paid for all of us, for all people to come to know the Lord in a personal way. And this is our heart and our love. Amen. So, you know, we hear the news, we read the articles, we're seeing the videos of what's happening, you know, in the Holy Land. 
And you bring us a very unique perspective, having been been there, raised there, born there, pastoring there. So our podcast only goes for like 15 minutes. I want to get right to the point. What do you want us Western Christians to know about the people of Gaza? You know, I mean, the Christian community in Gaza is less than a thousand individuals out of 2.2 or 2.3 million. Now, all the Christians almost in Gaza evacuated in two churches downtown uh, in uh, Gaza City and uh, half in the Greek Orthodox Church and the other half about in the Latin Church. And, you know, one of the things was really difficult a few weeks ago when one of the buildings, which is part of the church compound in the Greek Orthodox, um, because there was heavy bombing in the area, the ceiling of that uh, building collapsed and fell on the people and 18 uh, Christian have been killed, uh, many uh, children. So that, that was very difficult, including my aunt. Uh, you know, I just want to say, um, in spite of this pain, the Lord continued to bring comfort and encouragement uh, to us. I want to say also the Christian, even at this difficult time, their faith is so strong on the Lord. Uh, one of the leaders told me when there's heavy bombing in the area, we just feel our hearts start to turn to start singing and praising to the Lord, even at this difficult time. He mentioned even in this uh, difficult, very difficult situation, they have minister for the children to help them, to calm them at this difficult time. But also he mentioned that, the Christian community uh, experience more solidarity among themselves. Uh, they really uh, getting closer to each other to encourage one another, um, you know, uh, sharing about the love of God, uh, sharing the message of salvation among themselves. So in spite of its difficult time, but also the faith. And he said, this is what keep us uh, going, moving uh, forward and giving us hope the hope in Christ, even at this uh, most difficult time we're going through. You know, in your organization, Christian Mission to Gaza, even through this difficult time, you're still doing ministry there and helping people. I know we were just visiting a little bit about the things you're doing. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing as an organization. You're the founder, president of Christian Mission to Gaza. We'll put the notes in the podcast description so people can visit the website. Uh, what what are some things that you're doing now in the midst of this crisis uh, for the church there? You know, there's about uh, 928 uh, individuals in these two churches, and they need uh, grocery, they need meals, and we want to help uh, in 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 the meals and also to help uh, what they need because this is why or how we started Christian Mission to Gaza. Try not you know not only helping with the physical needs but also uh, reach out to the people in Gaza with the, with the Christ love. So at this difficult time, um, by with our partners, uh, we uh, in the process of helping uh, the Christian community uh, with food, grocery, and other uh, necessities while they are evacuated in these two churches. And I know you're doing other things uh, in Jordan. Uh, you're helping in Syria. You're helping in Iraq. Uh, you're helping in Egypt. You're doing a lot of different things uh, under the auspices of Christian Mission to Gaza. 
Uh, let's talk a little bit about, I know one of your uh, emails I read, you're helping 600 Iraqi families in Jordan. Tell us a little bit about some of the other work you're doing. Yeah, the Lord connected us through the uh, divine appointment, uh, through pain and suffering, because we experienced that persecution in Gaza, and many Iraqi uh, Christian refugees experienced, uh, you know, something similar in Iraq. So this is why they came in, uh, in Jordan for transition period of time in order to be immigrated in the West. So uh, we minister to actually more than 700 Iraqi Christian refugee families in Jordan, and we try to balance their physical need with the, with their spiritual need, because basically many of them, uh, they're not able, uh, they're not allowed to work. I mean, for them to work in Jordan, that's mean they have to deposit a lot of money in advance uh, in the bank, like 10,000 GD, before they able granted permission and many of them of course they don't have such money so this is why we say basically they're not allowed to work and uh, we have a clinic with our partners uh, two days a week a free clinic where people can come see the doctor get a free uh, medicine uh, really the purpose of this ministry is to encourage people to come in to hear the word of god to for the second goal is to be to disciple the one who are interested and the third, when the time comes to immigrate to the West, uh, these precious people have something very precious in their heart, whereas many of them able to start Arabic-speaking congregation or Arabic Bible study in the new country they immigrated to. And we have something, you know, with the Syrian refugees. I mean, the Iraqi Christian, uh, they're coming from Christian background, but the Syrian refugees coming from Muslim background. So also... Are we able to reach out with the Christ love and also be blessing and healed also for their physical needs as well? I mean, this is what we do uh, in Jordan. We have 10 leaders actually between Gaza, West Bank, and Jordan who carry the ministry in daily basis in these uh, difficult places. But also the Lord opened doors for us to help several orphanages in the Middle East, like in Egypt, Lebanon, and also in the West Bank. And this is a, through the ministry to the orphans and to the widows, especially maybe some of you remember Pauline where her husband been murdered because of his faith in Christ and he refused to be to deny his faith or to be converted to other faiths. So he left Pauline with two younger children and you know just to make the story short now by herself raising three children in the West Bank. The reason I'm saying this is because now Pauline ministered to 18 young widows in the West Bank. We're able to partner together. She's helping uh, these young widows in a wonderful and powerful way. No, on your website, uh, your ministry, it says you seek to provide practical and spiritual assistance to persecuted Christians, refugees, orphans, and widows in Gaza, as well as in Jordan, the Middle East, while informing the world of the faith and courage of these brothers and sisters. And as you've explained it, uh, you're really living that out amongst uh, the people that you're in contact with there. Yeah, brother. I mean, this is really close to our hearts because what we went through a number of years ago when um, Rami martyred for his faith in Christ and left a young widow, 
Uh, this is, you know, become very close to our heart because out of pain, out of persecution, out of suffering, the Lord raised Pauline as a young widow. And she has really powerful testimony. As I said, now she has 18 young widows. She ministered to them in a regular basis, which means helping not only with their physical needs, but also with the spiritual uh, needs. And we see Lord open doors, you know, for orphans, widows, uh, and people really who's in need, the poorest of the poor, for example, like in Egypt, uh, where we partnered with one of, you know, the second oldest evangelical church, if you will, in Egypt. So one of the resources you need, you brought it up already, is this uh, need for prayer, to specifically pray for the need and the tremendous uh, suffering and persecution that people are going through. Could you give us some uh, specific prayer requests? that our podcast listeners could pray themselves, but also share with their friends how they could pray. As they listen to all the news, uh, we really want the Christians here to be praying for you and these 10 leaders, Pauline and the 18 widows that she's ministering to. Uh, What are some prayer requests? Please pray for safety, because uh, people uh, really, even in the Christian community, feel terrified. And uh, just to pray... uh, for safety and also pray, you know, for uh, peace in, in the region. I know there is no real peace without the Prince of Peace, but we hope there will be limit to this to this war. And just people able, uh, you know, especially the Christian community to pray, uh, experience more of the peace of God in this difficult circumstances, but also for the wider community. And in both sides, you know, that will be an end for this uh, war. I know you use social media to communicate, and it's very difficult uh, to do Zoom meetings now because electricity shut off in the Gaza Strip. But how important is social media for persecuted Christians, refugees, orphans, and widows in places like Gaza, the West Bank, across the Holy Land? Yeah, I mean, the Lord using uh, the social media in really in a very powerful way. I cannot maybe speak uh, too much details, but, um, you know, the Lord is really using that to reach out uh, people from different backgrounds. And uh, this is really a powerful testimony. And, you know, I mean, Sat 7, uh, we see it in the region, like in Gaza and, you know, in, in Palestine and also in Jordan and uh, the whole region in the Middle East. And that's powerful tool the Lord used and he continued to use. And again, you know, God is really using the social media to reach out uh, to people. Sometimes we thought it's impossible. Maybe it's impossible, but, you know, the Lord will not leave himself without a witness. And this is really continue to inspire us and to encourage us to see the Lord bringing people, purchase people by his precious blood from every tribe and from every uh, tongue, from different ethnicity, and made us all belong to him as one family, as the new person, Ephesians 2, Jews and Gentiles, we become one in Christ. And this is really a blessing by itself to see believers, you know, not only only Palestinians, but also uh, also from other countries, and uh, where is the conflict? And because of Christ, we're able to be united as one body, the body of Christ. 
Amen. I know Sat7 is doing a lot of uh, social media and special programming now, especially on Sat7 Kids, our Arabic language satellite TV channel. Of course, there's a lot of uh, Facebook, there's Instagram, and these different platforms to do special messaging for youth, for children during these difficult times. And I think, you know, during times of crisis, people start asking a lot of existential questions about why God, why he allowed this, or becomes a time when Christians can have many gospel conversations with their neighbors, with their friends, social media, uh, use to communicate becomes very, very important. So as we wrap up our conversation here, what are some uh, practical things that we want to get people on your website to financially support? I know you were telling me about in Jordan for these uh, 700-some refugees from Iraq and Syria, you have a food program. But your food program is through local supermarkets. Explain a little bit of how that works. Uh, what we do, we have a food coupon, which means uh, the 700 families able to take that food coupon to a supermarket where we already uh, prepared or uh, planned in advance uh, for people to go and to redeem the food coupon and to choose uh, the food they need for their families. And um, we do this in a regular uh, basis uh, for more than 700 families uh, in Jordan, uh, beside you know um, the home Bible study, uh, beside the uh, congregations which meet every Tuesday, another congregation meet every Monday. So this is why I try to balance their physical need with their spiritual uh, need. So when the time come to immigrate to the West, you know they have something very precious in their hearts. And God really been using this from early ninety, you know, nineteen ninety, uh, nineteen ninety one. This minister started with the first Gulf War, and thank you to continue until uh, today, because the senior pastor of that church, uh, the Christian Mission Alliance Church in Jordan, himself, the pastor, his father, were, were refugees. So when that happened concerning at that time in Iraq, and they start to come to Jordan. So this is how it started and continue. And uh, it's really a blessing to reach out uh, to our brothers and sisters, the Iraqi Christian refugees in Jordan. So I encourage our podcast listeners to get on the website, Christian Mission to Gaza. And if you search for it, and I'll put the links in our podcast uh, description, it's cm2, the number 2, g.org, Christian Mission to Gaza. Uh, org, and you can search on Google or in your browser and find um, Pastor Hanna Massad and his work through Christian Mission to Gaza. Uh, there's so many ways that you could be involved. Uh, you could partner with your brothers and sisters there across the Holy Land and encourage you to get on some of their social media and follow what uh, Pastor Hanna's doing and his work across all of the countries of the Holy Land there. So again, we thank you for joining us on this Unconventional Ministry podcast. Well, thank you. Um, it's great to be with you and uh, opportunity to share with brothers and sisters. Thank you. If you get on their website, you can also sign up for the emails and get regular updates from Pastor Hanna and the work he's doing, not only in Gaza, but across the Holy Land and in Syria and Iraq and Egypt and many other places. So again, thank you for being on the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be with you. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7, as a broadcast media ministry, is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at SAT number seven, usa.org, to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, 
please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you.